Thanks for tuning in to the Change Church Podcast. We believe change is more than a church. It's a culture. And we are living out our purpose so that others can find theirs. We hope that this message encourages and inspires you. Now, here's Pastor Elijah Hollis. Well, my heart is burning today. And I believe that God wants to give a word today that's gonna help his church lead through this. As we're in this series, in not of the world, that we become Christ-like ones that are burning. I believe that God wants to set us ablaze as we were singing that today, just a lot of fire, right? We need a fresh, fresh fire. Get what you desire. We wanna burn for you. I believe that Jesus is wanting to burn us up as a church so we ignite the world, not with a destroying fire, but with a fire that is so hot with love, with peace, with joy, with strength that we lead through this season. Can I tell you, if you feel weak today, if you feel weary from the season, I believe that today, Today is your day. God wants to ignite you with his fire, that you are set apart. You're in the world, but not of the world. We are going through this season. And I believe that God wants to do something in you today to move you past where you've been. Because yesterday's man is not gonna cut it for where we're headed. We need a fresh encounter from God every day. And if you're ready, come on, let's go. I believe the fire of God wants to consume you today. And I want to pray at the end of this message and in the word, I want to pray that God releases that fire in you. So let's become ready. Would you become ready right now and just surrender to what Holy Spirit wants to do in your heart and life? You know, we serve a jealous God. I feel so much his jealousy over me. I feel so much right now for his desire for me as his child, as a son, to be with him. I'm consumed with it right now. I can't even tell you, I can't even express to you or explain to you how much God is so jealous for us. He wants his church. He wants us all to himself in this season. I just feel him drawing day in and day out saying, come, come to me. I wanna give you rest, I wanna give you peace, I wanna give you joy, I wanna give you strength, love, unconditional, so that you become the burning ones. And if we get close to him, we feel the radiance of who he is, we feel the radiance of his love. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to preach today. I'm so full of who Jesus is, I wanna express that to you, but man, I wanna just encourage you right now, wherever you are, to just get prepared for what God wants to do in you. I feel strongly right now, I wanna share with you a few things that God has put in my spirit that right now he's clarifying what he spoke in 2019, what he spoke at the beginning of 2020, and he's really clarifying it in my spirit of where we are headed as a church, the capital C church, to really become the, the, the great awakening of this nation. And I truly believe that God wants to do that in your spirit, but would you prepare yourself? Sometimes we do, we, you know, in this season, we kind of set, you know, this moment of church or this moment of gathering kind of on the back burner and maybe you, you put it on and put it in the background and just go along with your life. Hey, can I just encourage you right now just to pause everything? I really feel like this message is very important for our church, the capital C church, Christians in general. And I, I believe that God, Holy Spirit wants to speak to you today individually. He's trying to get your attention. He's trying to, to stop it but sometimes it takes us pushing pause on the distractions of life. There are things I know you could get done right now, but I'm just gonna encourage you, please stop. Please push pause. Let's settle into the word of God and what he wants to speak to us today. 
So I wanna pray over you. Would you just get ready? If you wanna receive all that God has for you if, you, if you desire more of Jesus today, if you desire for an encounter of love, would you just receive it right now? Just lift up your hands like this, just surrender to Him and say, God, right now, have your way in my life. Right now, speak your word over me. Speak your word to transform me. And in this season, God, use your word to be a light to my path. Maybe some of you are being a little drawn away from his presence right now. You're being distracted by all the things in the world. Can you just pray, God, help me to zone in right now. Help me to focus in on your word. Holy Spirit, we just pray that you would come come and rest in our spaces right now. I pray that you'd come into every home that is watching this, every heart that is sitting on the other side of this screen. God, that right now they would feel a release of your presence. They'd feel a release of your power flowing into their space, invading their space right now. We just thank you, God. You're such a good God and we trust you, Father. We come before you and say, God, we surrender. Why not you change us? Change us, God. We love you, Father. We thank you for this word. Ignite your church today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Man, right now I just feel the winds of his entrance. And I remember writing a song with the, the, the crew at Change when we were on a writing retreat and writing a song called uh, The Winds. And we felt in our spirits, and I still feel it to this day, that God is coming. He's coming for his church. He's coming to ignite. He's coming to do something that the world will look on with wonder and wonder how in the world is that happening? And he's doing it in his church and he's coming. We can feel the winds of his entrance right now. You know, when you feel a storm coming in, sometimes outside you can feel the winds coming in. You feel like a, like a cold breeze. You feel, you feel something changing in the atmosphere. I know that happens a lot in uh, Kansas City when we go see Ashley's parents or we'll be all around and all of a sudden, the sky will change, we'll feel the winds, and we'll know something's coming, something's different. And if you're leaned in right now, if you're tuned in and you're waiting upon the Lord, you can feel it, you know it. He is coming, He is coming, and he, he's, he's already here in the midst of us. And so today, I wanna, I wanna share with you a word I feel like God is igniting His church. And if you're ready, get, get ready, right? Grab your Bible, grab your word. Maybe you have a light-up Bible on your, in your phone. But let's turn to the book of Luke today. Let's turn to the book of Luke, chapter 3. And we're going to start reading in verse 16. And this is, uh, just to give a little context of this word, is John the Baptist. He answered the call of the voice calling, right? In the wilderness, in the desert, prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the paths for him. Every valley be filled in and every mountain be made low. Crooked roads become straight, rough ways become smooth and all mankind will see God's salvation. So John the Baptist is in the wilderness. He was a, um, what people call uh, ecstatic. He was a Jesus freak, if you would. And uh, clothed in camel's hair, eating locusts and honey. But he was, he was steadfast and getting the word of God out, preparing the way for Jesus to come. And a lot of people thought he was Jesus. A lot of people thought he was the Messiah, but he was talking about um, who was coming after him. And that's where we pick up today because John the Baptist was baptizing people, getting them ready. He was baptizing in water. And so we look at, at verse 16, would you read with me? 
It says, John answered them all after them saying, hey, I think he's the Christ. I think he's the Messiah. He said, John answered them all and he said, I baptize you with water, but the more powerful than I will come. The thongs of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. John was talking about a baptism that was coming that they had not yet experienced. And as he was baptizing people with water, he was explaining, hey, this is a different baptism from the one that was promised to come to bring salvation to the earth. See, up to that point, it was just prophecies of one coming, the Messiah that was coming to set his chosen people free, to set the oppressed, those that were living, living under this bondage of sin, where it was under the law, and the law was crushing and it was, it, was a, it was a bondage on the people. But there was a promise of one coming that would set people free. And John was talking about this baptism that he was doing was with water. And the baptism of water is repentance. It's when we turn from our wicked ways and turn unto God. It's a beautiful picture of dying to our old self and coming to new life in Christ. And a lot of you have done that. You've repented of your past. You've said, God, I don't want that life anymore. I wanna turn and live for you. And that's what we do when we make Jesus Lord. We say no to the world being our master. And we say yes to Jesus being the trustworthy master of our life. And we step into a new life where we are ordered. Our steps are ordered of God. And he's a trustworthy one who loves unconditionally and directs our path. The Bible says he works all things for our good. We're his children. And John said, hey, there's the, the baptism of water, which is repentance. When you come to Jesus, he washes all of your past away. What a beautiful picture. But he promises a new baptism coming, a new baptism of the Holy Spirit and of fire. Now, maybe some of you haven't experienced this part of Christianity. And maybe you've just been a part of the church or you've been a Christian, you've been following God, you've repented of your sin, but you're, you're stuck in this uh, place of repentance. Maybe you're like probably 90% of all Christians where you're in a cycle, where you repent of your sin, say, Jesus, I'm so sorry. You come to this moment of being purified and holy, and then you go about your life and you fall back into something that has been you know, an ongoing battle for all of your life, and you've never moved into being baptized in fire. And I wanna to talk today about the fire because I believe that God is igniting his church. He's taken us past the water baptism and into the baptism of fire. I believe God wants to do something in your heart and in your life that has not yet been done, that you have not yet experienced. And if you're ready for that, I'm gonna pray for that today and release it over your life. And for some of you who are in watch parties today, we're gonna to pray for the fire of God to ignite you because that's what he promised, that we weren't supposed to stay in this place of repentance, but we're supposed to move into this place of being baptized in the Holy Spirit and baptized in fire. And there's a beautiful uh, picture in, in the word of God with uh, Daniel. And we find uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And what a, what a crazy story this is of Nebuchadnezzar. And he had this rule, he made this big golden image and he told everybody to bow down and worship when you hear the music. And it was an image of himself. He had created an idol. And because Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego served God, 
and they had decided that he was the only master, the only one worthy of worship, they decided not to bow down. Now the problem with this is Nebuchadnezzar was not too happy because he wanted all to worship him. He had gotten caught up in the image and to the creating an idol out of himself and his reign, using his power, not for good. And so we find in the story that Nebuchadnezzar approaches him and says, hey, is this true? That when we play the music, you are not worshiping. And I think about today with the fires happening in our city, with the fires happening and you might be in a place where uh, riots have broken out because we believe in, in peaceful protests, but when it becomes violent, we know that that's out of a place of anger. It's out of a place of, of hatred and hurt. And it's never a place we should work from. It's a place that God should heal so that we can come about in love and in unity. But when we come out of anger, it's never a good thing. But maybe some of you find yourself in a space where the world is on fire. So I wanna encourage us today with this story because I was reminded of this as watching my city burn, as watching parts of my city go up in flames. I, I was reminded of this story. I'm gonna look at verse 16 in Daniel chapter three. Daniel chapter three, and we pick up on the story and he says, he says this to them. Uh, he says, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to the king. The king was like, is this true? And they replied, oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it. And he will rescue us from your hand. Some of you need to get that in your spirit to understand that the powers of this world have no power over you. Now we're supposed to honor and we're supposed to pray for our leaders. We're supposed to, to honor those above us because the governing authorities are placed there by God. And whether we understand it or not, if anything um, is uh, ordered that doesn't order you away from the steps of God and the ordinance of God on your life and the word of God, then you are supposed to honor. As long as the, the order isn't bringing you away from the order of God, you're supposed to honor up honor the authority above you because you are honoring the authority above them, which is God. And so they found themselves in a time, the same, where they were, they were saying, hey, no, this is a command that goes against what God has ordered us to do. We are to serve only God. We are to serve only Him. And, and though the consequences may come, we understand that we are in God's hands, not those of this world. Some of you need to realize that that everything happening with this pandemic, everything happening with the election, everything happening with all of the racial tension and all things, you are not in the hands of the world. If you were, there would be reason to fear. There would be reason to, to be all in up arms and, and craziness, but you are steadfast in the word of God. And that's where they found themselves is when the king approached them and, and said, hey, what's going on? You know, there's consequences for this. They were okay in peace because they understood that they weren't in the king's hands. They were in God's hands. Can I let that set in your spirit right now, that in this time, you are in good hands. That if you are in Christ, he is holding you. He's holding you through this season and he will hold you going forward. We talked about that. Whose hand brought you here? Whose hand is holding you? And whose hand is taking you to the next space? And they said, um, our God, if we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to save us from it and he will rescue us from your hand, O king. But even if he does not, we want you to know, O king, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious 
with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the blazing furnace. Because the enemy always wants you to suffer. If you are following God, man, there's a target on you. He wants you to fear the things around you. He wants you to fear the circumstance. He wants you to fear, and so he, he'll raise the temperature of the fires. He'll raise the strength of those coming against you. But can I tell you that nothing can stand against you? Let me encourage you with this. Then Nebuchadnezzar, uh, he did all this. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter, commanded the strongest men to bind them up and to throw them into the blazing furnace. In verse 21, so these men wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent that the furnace was so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men firmly tied fell into the blazing furnace. And that's where some of us find ourselves sometimes, right in the middle of the blazing furnace. And today you might find yourself right there in the middle of the world that is in chaos. But I'm here to tell you this, that God wants to ignite a fire in you that is hotter than the flames around you. You might find yourself in a furnace, feeling punished, feeling in a place of being forgotten, neglected by God. But can I tell you, God today wants to take you past the baptism of water and into the baptism of fire. Check out what, what happens. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, weren't there three men that were, were tied up and thrown into the fire? They replied, certainly, O king. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed, and the fourth looks like the son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire, and the satraps, precepts, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was the hair of their heads even singed. Their robes were not scorched, nor was there even a smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve and worship any God except their own God. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation and language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses turned into piles of rubble for there no other God can save in this way. And then on top of all of that, the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Can I tell you, as we find ourselves in this season where the world is in chaos and is burning all around us, God wants to set his people free to use the fire of the Holy Spirit, to use the baptism of fire to set us free that the world can affect, that Christians are rising to a new level of security, a new level of foundation, a new level of joy and peace, a new level of love, where we serve, we forgive, we love unconditionally, where it wrecks the world of their theology, of knowing who Christ is, of knowing who the church is. We are redefining who Jesus is because of what he is building inside of us. And because of that, the things that are holding us back, see, this is the beautiful thing about fire. Fire is a refiner. 
Fire refines, it purifies. Can I tell you, God wants to do something in you that goes way past repentance, goes way past you feeling sorry or bad about what you've done, goes way past just even you making a decision to come to Jesus and to come to that moment where you are forgiven and saved from your past. He wants to bring you into a fire that totally burns and consumes everything of your human nature, that you are not only okay and forgiven of it, but you are so set ablaze that it is burned off, that the chains that bound you, that the, the ropes that tie you up, that the things that have been holding you back, maybe for years, maybe that addiction or that mindset or that identity crisis or that depression or anxiety or the things of your past, the, the lying, the gossip, the anger, whatever it is, the temper, whatever it is that has consumed you, the lust, God wants to burn it up. He doesn't just want you to feel bad about it or just come to this water of repentance. He has come. That's what we feel, the winds of his entrance. He is here. He is here and not just to set us free from our sin, but to ignite us that we become free, truly free. In fact, what, what Paul talks about is more than conquerors, that we are not just set free, but we are set free to set others free. We are so free that our freedom takes away the captivity of others. And God wants to do that in you. In this season, he wants to set you ablaze. He wants to set you on fire so much that it consumes that which binds you. So I wanna ask you today, are you ready for that? Dads, fathers, men, are you ready for God to have your life? For God to totally own you? For God to wreck you and take you away from your selfish desires? I'm telling you what, when God gets a hold of your heart, I can't explain it. He makes you better. He makes you a man. He makes you a man of righteousness, a man of holiness, a man where you are set apart from others, where your eyes see others in a way that Christ sees them, where you start to see your wife, your girlfriend, your, your, your significant other. You start to see your children in a way that Christ sees them. No longer are you looking with a selfish outlook of like, it should be for me and all this stuff for me, me, me. All of a sudden you start to look and say, how can I serve? How can I love better? How can I be the, the one that's leading in a way that is a servanthood leadership, that we are serving from our knees. They are washing others' feet. See, when you come to Jesus, he wrecks the idol of yourself. He wrecks the idols that we set up in front of him. When his fire consumes you, it consumes everything and purifies you and sets you apart sets you apart for greatness. And I believe that this is a season that God doesn't just want to have you survive, he wants to revive. I believe this isn't a season of survival. I truly believe this is a season of revival. And God is doing something in his church. He's doing something in you. He's doing something in your heart. And he wants to wake you up. He wants to wake you up. I'm reminded of January, 2019 when I was praying over Punchline when we were gathering in that space every Sunday. And when I was outside that venue, I was praying and God spoke to me. He said, do you feel it? Do you feel the winds of my entrance? Do you feel what I'm about to do? Because I'm about to enter into my church. I'm about to enter into this city in a way that I, not, I haven't in the past. I'm doing something new in my church. And we didn't fully understand that or grasp it, but we just leaned in. I don't know if you remember that in January, 2019, where we all said, hey, whatever it takes, 
We're going to get the presence of God in our homes. We're going to get the presence of God in our hearts. We need to fall in love with Jesus. We need to make him the king of our lives. We need to have a meeting with the king. And I remember those moments of just waiting on God, saying, all right, God, what do you want to do? Because when we feel the winds of your entrance, we need to get ready. And I remember in 2020, when we were praying at the end of the year into January, we were praying and I really felt God speaking unveiled wonder, that he was coming and going to unveil himself in a way that the church has not yet realized. And so we leaned in. We said, God, what do you have for this year? And nobody knew what was coming. Nobody knew all the outbreak and the craziness that was gonna happen to our world. This is a pandemic that is being felt nationwide. I mean, there's a being a shaking happening in our nation. And we're leaning in and saying, God, what are you doing? I'm reminded of the steps and promises and he's clarifying right now what he's been doing all along. I had a vision the other day while I was praying. I was just with Jesus and uh, we had worship music on and the kids are right there and the kids have been waking up early. So I've been like, hey, come on down, let's pray. You know, they, they're down with me. Nothing better than teaching the next generation what it looks like to be on fire. So I said, come on down, you know, let, let's pray together. So I have the worship music on and I'm just reading the word. And all of a sudden I'm just like, you know, God, I just want to listen to you. I want to hear your heart. So I get my journal open. That's, that's my posture of listening, right? Because I'm like, God, I, I want to hear you. I don't just want to sit here. Right? I, I want to hear you. So I'm, I'm ready with pen and pen in hand. And I remember just laying on the ground and just listening. Say, God, speak to me. And he showed me a vision. And in the vision, I saw Jesus and Jesus was walking through the city and he was touching buildings and he was touching churches and he was touching homes and everything that he touched was ignited with fire. I mean, it was going up in flames and it wasn't a fire of destruction because nothing was burning or destroyed, but it was a fire of refining. It was a fire of purity. It was a fire of holiness. And he said, this is what I'm doing right now. I'm igniting my church. I'm igniting those that are waiting on me. I'm igniting those that are in their prayer closets waiting on me. I'm igniting those that are hungry, those that want it and desire it, those that have been waiting for a move of God, those that have been interceding for it, and those that are turning right now in this time. I'm igniting those that have set themselves apart, those that have said, God, we just want you. And Jesus, in this season, wants to ignite you. Jesus, right now, today, wants to ignite your heart. He wants to set you on fire. Because when you are on fire, when you make him the king and Lord over everything, he ignites you in a way that burns all things of a human nature away. Can you imagine our world with those that look like Jesus, with his church that is set on fire for him? I think this season is making us realize that it is all about Jesus. It is not about the things that we built. It's not about the things that we put our trust into. It is about Jesus. If you take all other things, you place Jesus. He is the igniter. John said, there is one coming. Jesus is coming. He is here and he wants to be with you. He wants to ignite you. He wants to set you ablaze. He wants to touch you, but it takes us being hungry, leaning in saying, Jesus, we wanna be near you. In this vision, I just saw him touching and it's him getting close. It's him coming through the city and his people being ready, being waiting, saying, God, we want more of you. I believe that God wants to create that hunger in you. Your hunger start to change and transform. I remember the first day I started liking Arby's and it was like a transformation because like all of a sudden my taste buds started to 
to mature, started to get older. I started stopped craving McDonald's and started craving Arby's because it's like real roast beef. I can't even explain that, but like it was like a grown up taste bud, right? I started craving like salad and greens and all this stuff that was good for me. And my wife helped me in that because uh, I was a junk food uh, addict and I loved fast food, but, but God has transformed me. And I've repented of my old ways and I'm walking in health because of my wife. She's good. She's the Holy Spirit's partner. But I believe that God wants to do that in you. He wants to transform your taste buds and transform your hungers and desires that you start desiring Him more than the things of this world. You start to get a hunger in you where you wake up and you say, oh, I can't wait to get with him. Instead of letting something else control your day by as soon as you wake up, you're getting your feed or you're looking at Facebook or you're, you're checking your emails. Uh, instead of that, you, you have such a hunger desire to say, I got to get with Jesus. I have to know him more. I have to get in his word. Oh, I got to consume him because my hungers are transformed. They're matured. And I believe that that's what God wants to do in his church this year. That's what God wants to do in this season. And man, can we just thank God for the season that's making us desperate for Him. I know it's weird to thank Him for this season right now, but if we turn our hearts into a heart of gratitude to realize God does nothing that is not for the good of His people, and whatever we go for, whatever we face, I mean, you look back in Acts and they were going through persecution. We're not even going through persecution, but they were even going through persecution and they were thanking God because how he was expanding the mission through that persecution. And we have to realize that God causes all things for the good of his people. When you realize that, you start to thank him. God, thank you for making me desperate. Thank you for taking away all the foundations that I thought were my security. But now I'm realizing it is Jesus alone who gives me security. It is Jesus alone that gives me foundation. And I believe that today God wants to create a hunger in you that takes you deeper, a search, an urgency that you pursue the one who is pursuing you. You have to realize King Jesus is after you. He is chasing after, he's been chasing after you. He wants you so bad. He loves you so much. And today he's knocking on your door and he promises this, that if you will open the door, he will come in and eat with you. He will come in and minister. He will come in and be your Lord if you let him in. Right now, change has totally put all of our efforts and to setting a culture of prayer, to setting a culture of waiting, of expecting God to move, of going into a place of foundation. The women are going through a book right now when women pray and we're getting to the basics of our faith that we are set in a foundation of a relationship with Jesus. If you're a woman, I encourage you to dive into that. Set this season as a season of prayer. Set this season as a season where Jesus is on the throne, where we dedicate, we devote ourselves to seeing more of Him in our lives, of seeing more of Him change, change us, transform us, make us into the people of God that are igniting our city, lighting it on fire, not in destruction, but in refining, a purifying, because God is setting His church apart. And us guys, we're meeting on Thursdays to pray for an hour, just to set it apart, say, God, you set the agenda. What a beautiful space it's been as we just lean in. I'll tell you, it's crazy. And if you're, if you're a man, I encourage you, jump on Thursday mornings, man. We, we just set that hour to say, God, have your way. And God is speaking. It's crazy what happens when we set ourselves to have time and margin for Him. It's crazy what happens when we lean into His voice Personally, I always realize that he's always speaking. 
And it just takes me being quiet, takes me leaning in, takes me being more intentional. Say, God, I wanna hear you to understand and realize and become aware he's always been speaking. He's been right there waiting for me. And as I saw this vision of just Jesus moving through the city, igniting places, I realized it's the places that are hungry. And man, I, I pray that today God stirs a hunger in you, that God stirs a fire in you. In fact, I wanna pray for you today that God releases his fire on you, that John, what he baptized in water, that today you'd feel the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You feel the baptism of fire in your life. That this would be a season where you would be so passionate and so hungry for God that the fire consumes not only you, but it becomes a contagious element to those around you. That people notice the difference in you because you're set ablaze. That you're not just working in rules and regulations and repentance, but you're moved on. You graduated to the fire of God. If you want that, would you just raise your hands right now? Say, that's me. I want the fire of God in your life. Man, if you're at a watch party or if you're watching with somebody right now, can I just encourage all those that are around you just to, to lay hands on you and just to pray with you? Because uh, I believe that right now, Holy Spirit wants to do something in your heart. He wants to ignite something in you that's not just this moment right now, but this moment sets the future on fire. What Holy Spirit wants to do in you right now, in this moment, will change the course of history going forward. I promise you, what Jesus wants to do in you here will transform there. But we have to be ignited in this space. If that's you, come on, gather around those that have their hands up right now. I just wanna pray and release God's fire into your heart to ignite you, to encounter you in such a real way. Are you ready? Would you lift your hands and just pray with me and just become hungry before God? Just say, God, I want more. If you don't know what else to pray, just say, God, light me on fire. I want more of you, less of me, more of you. Come on, let's just pray together. Holy Spirit, I just pray right now for every person watching this. God, you see them where they are. You see their season. You see all the fears. You see all the things that they've been carrying up to this point. God, you see the weight that they carry. God, and in this moment, I believe that you want to set them on fire, to refine, to purify, to burn away the things that are trying to hold them back from becoming all that you created them to be. So right now, I just release that fire. Right now, in the name of Jesus, I just released fire of God. Come and burn their hearts, burn their minds. I pray that you just consume them right now. Let them feel the presence of God. We just want more, God, more. I just pray for an increase in their life. I pray for every man out there that you would ignite his heart, ignite his heart, God. Right now you see him where he's at. You see all the things that he's trying to lead through. You see all the things that he's trying to do and accomplish for you. Right now, I pray for the fire of God to ignite his heart, to ignite his mind, to release passion in him. Not a man-made passion, not an earthly passion that fades away. But God, I pray for an increase of eternal fire a purifying fire, God, that all things of lust would be dropped right now. All chains of addiction right now would be released. I just pray for anything that's holding him back right now in the name of Jesus, I just release that. There's the fire of God that burns away those chains or those the, the rope that tries to hold him and bound him. Right now, I just pray for true freedom. I pray for that woman right now, God, that's carrying the weight of her family, that's carrying the fears of this season. I pray for right now the fire of God to be released in her heart and in her mind. I pray that you consume every thought that's not of you. God, I thank you for your purity, for your purity over her, that she would realize who she is in you, that she's a daughter of Christ. Right now, anything that the enemy is trying to accomplish in her, that it would be dropped.
stopped right now, that the snare the enemy's trying to set up would trip himself up right now, that you'd expose the lies. Right now, God, I pray for your word to be set in her heart, for your word to be set in her mind, that it'd be a foundation that from this moment on, she believes what you have to say. Right now, we just release that fire of God. And I just pray for every house, every heart right now, God, get us ready. Create a hunger and thirst for more of you. I just pray for your Christians right now. I pray for those that are following after you. I pray for your children to just be more desperate, God, than we've ever been. I pray that you would, you would show us, expose the things that we've placed before you and consume them, God. You do crazy, amazing things in your presence. And we just, we invite you in. We invite you in. We become aware that you're moving. And I pray all of this in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. At Change Church, we believe in doing life together. If you want to connect with us, you can visit us online at thisischange.org or any social media platform at thisischangephl. Thanks for joining us and have an amazing week.